Trying to walk in the steps of the Savior, trying to follow our Savior and King, shaping our lives by His blessed example. Happy, how happy the songs that we bring. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the line, stepping in the line. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, leading paths of light, pressing more closely to Him who is leading when we are tempted to turn from the way. Trusting the arm that is strong to defend us Happy, how happy our praises each day Oh, how beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior Stepping in the line, stepping in the line How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior Led in paths of love Walking in footsteps of gentle forbearance, footsteps of faithfulness, mercy, and love. Looking to Him for the grace freely promised, happy, how happy our journey above. Oh, how beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the line. In the line, how beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, led in paths of light. Trying to walk in the steps of the Savior, upward, still upward, we follow our guide. When we shall see him, the King, in his beauty. Happy, how happy a place at His side. Oh, how beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior. Stepping in the line, stepping in the line. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior. Led in paths of life. That song has been on my heart since on my way when I was coming. So when, when I saw Gideon singing, then I said, ah, so <laughs> let me also be courageous enough to sing it. So we shall straight away go on with our 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 topic. Uh, Gideon has already prayed for me. Prayed for the word. So we say amen to that. We believe the Lord will lead us. So now, so we went just before we broke off, we were talking. We were talking about clanism. That we do not believe in drawing lines. 
Now, speckled bird, let me tell you, it, this nonsense that you see in churches of the message, I call it nonsense because it is something that is common. That when you, I don't know whether it happens here in Uganda. Brother Gideon is here. Brother Gideon There's another church that is a neighbor. And you find that they may, maybe they are not even preaching exactly the same in the But you find members here or members there they despise the members here and they despise the, 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 even the pastors, the pastor. Now, that is something that is very derogatory to the message. It is very contrary to our doctrine. And it's a habit that Brother Branham really hammered. It is just like if you are if you are if you are having a home here. And you have an old man who is your age mate. He has a house next door. And there are children in both homes. The way it used to be in the old days. This father in this home is just as respected in his home as in the other home. Is that right? That is the correct way of living. And you people here, you Gideon's children, you are my grandchildren. <laughs> you should respect the other ministers around here. Respect the work they are doing. When you meet them, so God bless you, Musumba. Respect their members. They are believers of the message. They may not see exactly the same thing as you. But you must give them respect. In that way you win them. They see that you have something. See? But if you disrespect them. If you, are, you have an arrogant spirit. You have a despising spirit. We don't believe in that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we should not do that. He must be respected. The pastor must be respected. And his people must be respected. If you are going to argue doctrine with them and the things they may not believe exactly like you but if you are going to argue if you find that it will come to competition and name calling leave that discussion alone leave it alone but if it would come to a respect, respecting 
respecting each other as Christianity. And you want to follow the truth. You want to know the truth. The other person really wants to know the truth. Then present it. But you present it in a nice way. But never the spirit of arrogance. In that way, even the outside people, people who don't believe the message, if every, if every church in our different, in our different, shall I call it denominations of the message, in our different beliefs of the message, but if we regarded each other with respect. The world will see this. The other denominations will see there's something in these Branhabites. <laughs> see? You, we would be salty. See? And this is something that is really, really bad. And we should not do that as Christians, as believers. See? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Regardless of what they believe, give it respect. Because at least they believe the prophet. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, let's go to something else. Which is a real one of, I mean, our, our main pillars. What is our main pillar? One of our main pillars. Because what I was talking about is more about conduct. It's not really doctrine. These are just conduct. But let's come to doctrine. Now, paragraph 5 says, We believe in justification by faith. And he quotes Romans 5 verse 1. I don't think we need to read that. I think it's a common scripture. Where it says that, that, when, we, that we, when we believe Jesus, we are justified. Now, justification is a place... All right, let, let me just read the quotation first and then we shall We believe that after a person being justified by faith, he has peace with the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's possible that this same person could have habits such as drinking, smoking, doing things that he should not do, filthy habits of the flesh. We believe in the step of justification. Now, justification it means that although you may not be perfect but to God you are counted as just. See? And you become that by believing in Jesus Christ. Believing in Jesus Christ does not mean 
believing in the historical Jesus Christ of 2000 years ago. It's more than that. Because that would mean that even the Muslims are justified. Because they do believe Jesus Christ. Is that right? You don't know that. Ask them. You know, the word Jesus, it may not be called, written Jesus in the Quran. It is called Isa. But it is written in the Quran many more times than the, 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 than the word Muhammad. Right? They believe in Jesus. But they don't believe him in the way we do. But they believe that he was a man of God. Right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they believe he was a major prophet. So, uh, what it means, eh? Is that you believe that whatever Jesus stand, stood for, whatever he taught, you believe that it is right. You believe he was the son. You take him as an authority in your life. It's like you have become his subject. I'm still trying to learn about him. I don't know about him very much. I, I, I don't have the grace yet to say all the difficult things he said that I must do, but I submit myself. See? I'm ready to listen to him. And whatever he tells me, that I will do. When you have that attitude, you become he counts you just. And justification is a very powerful experience. Very powerful. In fact, like I'm going to say to show you, to me, it is, it, is the, it is the starting point. It is the most important. It is the starting point. To me, justification is what calls, makes you a Christian. We have many people who have joined church but they are not justified because they do not believe Jesus Christ. That's right. Brother, if your brother, if your pastor is trying to correct you, showing you something that Jesus clearly talked about. Jesus, Jesus, the word, clearly said it's wrong. And you get angry. You are reluctant to do it. 
It shows you are not a believer. You, you have not believed Jesus Christ. You still believe in yourself. And your own understanding. You have not yet subjected yourself. But the true justification is a very powerful experience. We were talking last night and we happened to stray into this area. And I even told him, this is what I'm going to preach tomorrow. We, came, we started talking about how we got saved. Tried, he was telling me his experience. I told him mine. Now, and it's a very powerful experience. The Holy Ghost is there. The power of God is there. When you truly, truly repent of your sins, the power of God comes and holds you. I remember when I got saved, I decided it was on a service like this. Preacher was preaching. The words he spoke went right, cut in my heart in a way I've never seen before. Altar call was made. I stood up. I didn't care whether others are standing up or not. I was determined. See, they prayed for us. Then when we went outside, there was a pile of logs. I knelt down there. Other people were just, it was at night. So in a convention, in a Presbyterian convention. convention And other people were just streaming into the domes. In the domes, I could not find a place to, to pray. Because, no, we were, beds were sandwiched just close to each other. So I knelt on a pile of logs there. And I prayed. I repented of my sins. And I felt as if a big burden has left me. I always remember that experience. And I felt very good. I felt very light. See? It's a real experience. The Holy Ghost is involved there. Because there is no power. There is nothing, there is no power that can work on a human being unless it is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was there. And I was feeling, I was filled with joy. And I felt courageous to testify. Eh? Even if somebody is mocking, but I said, yes, yes, I'm saved. Eh? Right. It's a real experience. And uh, let me tell you true sanctification is like this. I'm going to read you a quotation. Shortly, but let me explain it. Then the, the spiritual birth is just like the natural birth. 
Sisters, you'll excuse me. But let's sister, let me just be a bit flat here. In the new birth, in the spirit, in the natural birth, that birth, the process of birth, does not start when the woman goes to the maternity to get a baby. The process of birth it starts on the night or a day, whatever, when a conception took place. Like Job. The way, he, he, the way he cast the day that he was conceived in the womb. Yeah. But there is a, a day. There is a night. When the mother took life. Something started for me. That is what makes a baby. And that is justification. When somebody was repenting, a conception takes place. If it is somebody joining church, or thinking that it's a good idea to, to, be, to, to give their lives to Christ, and they want to try then there is no justification there. The power of the Holy Ghost cannot come there. You are just a, a church joiner. When you see these people, you try to correct them. It is something that is obviously wrong against the principles of Christ. I don't care. They may be preachers, but they are not saved. Let me just, hey, that was not a slip of the tongue. See, I, I don't judge anybody, but, but it is true. How can you, there was a time that one pastor told me, they were, they were, they were discussing, they were, they were arguing and uh, fighting with another unbeliever. An unbeliever? Yes, an unbeliever. Uh -huh. Over something. Something concerning money. And even the unbeliever was acting more of a Christian than this pastor. Hey. And it is a pastor in the message. And I tried to correct him. And he was very angry with me. And in his anger, when he was spitting out bitter words, he spoke these words. Oh, you want to bring me this nonsense of turning the other cheek? You mean you call the words of Jesus Christ nonsense? See? 
And you think that person is saved? No, I don't think so. I don't, think so. I don't believe that. I don't believe, I don't believe anybody can be saved and he 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 speaks about the words of Jesus Christ in a derogatory manner. Brother Branham that uh, there are people can that a pastor, a preacher he can do a wonderful job on the pulpit preach like an archangel have people saved under his ministry he used these words visit families solve disputes very wisely very scripturally and he said he can still be lost because these are gifts See? but the thing is was he conceived was a child of God conceived? See? If a child of God is conceived, he'll grow up to be a child of God. See? He'll believe the words of Jesus. See? And it will be easy to lead him. Yeah, give me that quotation. Uh, 59, 12, 23. I will show you where the prophet where the prophet compares the new birth with the natural birth. See? Now, it says, eh, as we are waiting, wait here is a good, good thing. You women, excuse this for if it sounds too flat. But make a point. A mother, there is life. There is life. But still, that baby isn't born. But if you treat that baby right and follow the rules of nature, that baby will be born no more. But if you don't apply everything to the rules of nature, you let a hard breeze or a, or a hit, something takes place. It will kill the baby before it's born. Now, I don't have time to read all of it. Read, think, you read what he said above it and below it. You will see he's talking about the, the spiritual birth. Natural birth. He was talking about why people don't get the Holy Ghost. Right? Are we together? Perhaps let me just do a little bit there. Although, but I feel as if the point has not sunk well. 
Now, are there any medical people here? Anybody? Yeah. Now, in, in, in medicine, we, there is something that we call, or rather, let me not say how it, what it's called, because eh? it's irrelevant. But what happens when there is a conception that takes place? Woman takes life. Like now, instead of a normal conception, something goes wrong at that very early stage. And instead of this thing forming, you know, organs, forming legs, arms, the head, the something goes wrong. And it just forms a mass of something, a mass of flesh. In medicine, we call it hydatidiform mole. I don't know whether you can pronounce it. But it's called a mole. See? Now, and it's a very dangerous thing. It, if, you dis if it's discovered, it has to be removed immediately. Because it will kill the mother. Either she will bleed to death or it will form a cancer and it will kill her. That is what happens in this, some of these conceptions that we see. Some of these conceptions on the altar instead of forming a child of God. It forms a mole. And it becomes dangerous in the church. It starts fornicating. See? Disrespecting the word. And it poisons the church. Because it has not believed Christ. See? I was I wanted to reserve this uh, when I come to the stage of sanctification. But let me mention it here. You know, young people, Abba young Bunka. people, I know there is a lot of a lot of influence from the world. I know we are living in very difficult times. But some of these young people, they have contaminated our churches. You find a young brother. Osanga brother. I don't know what kind of influence the world is having. Okay. But I know the reason is. They keep close too close to the world. They don't get deep in God. So that they get the power. Because let me tell you, I do not care how Satan is, is powerful. I don't care the pressures that are in this age. It is, it is not possible 
Tejisoboka for the enemy to come like a big flood. And then the Holy Spirit has not raised a standard. It is not possible. Satan cannot be so powerful. And then God is just sitting in heaven. He has not sent a similar, a bigger power to overcome this one. So the age, talking about the age and the pressures, it Some of you, you are just either following your parents or you are just following your friends. But you have not yet made a decision to, follow, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You have not denounced sin. And that is why instead of a child, we have a mole. People who are not saved, they are not justified. We are dealing with religious sinners who have learned to say, God bless you. They have learned how the language of the message, but they have never been born again. See? They don't know anything about heaven. They don't know anything about Christ. Because they have not submitted their lives to Christ. Exactly. But if you are if you are conceived right, you will go to the other stage right. I do know that the prophet has said there that it is possible for the same person to have filthy habits of the flesh. Drinking, smoking, and even fornication. See? Somebody can be justified. They believe Christ truly. And some devil catches up with them. Yeah? It is possible. It doesn't mean that they are a child of the devil. Remember I said. Either they are not born again. They are moles. They are moles. Or. They, they, they have not yet left that stage. But you know, uh, you, you cannot have a conception and then it just stays there. It quickly grows. Is that right? Yeah, it quickly grows. Remember, remember we also came from the world. Exactly. Now, I think let's, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's look at verse 6. Or paragraph 6, rather. Then we believe that the blood of Jesus Christ 
sanctifies this person. Hmm. Let me read this one with you. Sanctifies this person for the service of the Lord. Why are you sanctified? For the service of the Lord. And we are going to dwell on that point. For the service. This is why I was, I was telling you. Why do we preach against fornication? Why do we preach against lying? Stealing. On all these things. It's so that the Holy Spirit can flow. See? We get rid of those things because if we don't, God cannot use us. I know people give the excuse. You know we are still growing. Still growing. Still growing. No. That's the devil. The devil has given you that argument. Let me tell you how sanctification comes about. When you discover something is wrong. See? Now, brethren. I'm talking from experience. I was a sinner. And I know how I dealt with it. I know what happened to me. And I know that the way people are dealing with it is wrong. See? There's something I'm, I'm hesitating to say, but let me just say it. Because I'm not lying. It depends on how you are going to interpret it. There was one time I had a dream just when I went to Botswana. Because I don't remember that dream because I wrote it down. There was a lot of events but it's like God was commanding me to let to get the people preach so that people can get the same Christianity the way I got it. Right? Yeah. Because what is it? We are called to be witnesses. Witnessing. We are wit Jesus said, Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. From there, you shall be what? Witnesses. I'm never ashamed to invite the people to get the kind of religion I have. Yeah. This is how you dealt with it. When you, when you understand that something is wrong. See? You know, let me tell you. Probably, you have, you have had, I don't know, maybe some of you are smokers. Or you have had such, such an experience. And say maybe, you know, in hospital, 
Sometimes somebody comes. See? Because of all the information that is on the internet. He's a man of, a man of 40 years. Started smoking when he was 15. And now he is fearing cancer. And he's trying to stop smoking. He smokes two packets of cigarettes a day. And comes and meets somebody. I've heard them coming. No, there is somebody consulting there. Uh, I want to stop smoking. And then he tell you, oh, how many do you smoke? Forty cigarettes a day. Let me tell you what you do. You smoke, you start by reducing. You reduce to thirty-eight. You smoke thirty-eight. For one week, then the following week you reduce to 35. You go on reducing like that, like that, like that, until you smoke zero. It sounds like wisdom, but it is not. It is not. The correct thing is, if you are, if you are a smoker, and you go to hospital. Somebody tells you to do that. I can tell you a hundred percent. It will not work. The correct thing is. The cigarettes that you have remaining. Throw them into the latrine. And then. If he wants to help you, he prescribes something that will help you. Because when you try to stop, you are going to get confused. Your heart is beating. Your hands are trembling. See? And you, there are some people who stop, try to stop smoking and they almost go out of their mind. Let them give you something that will help that. But to get rid of cigarettes, you have to stop at once. And that is any addiction. Now what about sin? These things are demons. It's a life. See? And the thing to do, when you discover that something is wrong, you must stop it at once. Repent of it. And let the Holy Spirit help you. Surely, I cannot see how that you want to get rid of something that God wants you to do. God, God does not want you to smoke. And then you try to, to pray. And then God doesn't answer that prayer. I don't see how. God does not want you to lie. 
And you sure don't want to lie. And you pray. And he is not answering you. You don't want to fornicate. And you try to pray. But God withholds the answers. Can you imagine that? Even yourself. You can see that it's the devil lying to you. The thing is, you, you want it. You are not repenting sincerely. That's the thing. And that is why sin still remains. The process of sanctification is, is a painful one. The thing is that people are dancing with demons. Demons in their lives. Those tempers. Those habits. You are dancing with demons. Exactly. And that is why people are not able to, the, the church cannot get out of his wrinkles. It cannot get away from spots. Because the members are dancing with evil spirits that are in the world. Paragraph 6. Listen to this. Then we believe that the blood of Jesus Christ sanctifies this person for the service of the Lord. And that is, we believe in sanctification according to Hebrews 13, 12, and 13. Where Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gates. And we believe that sanctification is taught in the New Testament uh, and meant for the believers of the New Testament age which we are now living. The blood of Jesus Christ is for this age. It's not for heaven. It is for here. Now. Paragraph 7. And we believe that after the person has been sanctified, the unclean habits has gone from the person. He is a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ. His habits are gone. We believe that then he is a candidate for the baptism of the Holy Spirit which comes as a feeling for the believer. You cannot be sanctified but your habits are still there. 
I know that it's a common talk in Nchimanyi, some many believers that me am in the stage of sanctification. I'm waiting for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But the person is still a thief. Still a liar. And then he tells you, Oh, we are being cleansed every day. You know, nobody is perfect. The devil taught you that doctrine. That's not our doctrine. Our doctrine is once somebody has been sanctified, unclean habits has gone from the person. And let me tell you, you people who have not filled, who are not filled with the Holy Ghost. And I hope you listen to me. And I hope you don't reject my words. The only reason you are not filled with the Holy Ghost is because you are not yet sanctified. That's the reason. You are still unclean. You are still dirty. We cannot argue about you whether you are you believe Jesus Christ or not. That's between, you, that's between you and God. But if you find that they are correcting you and you are argumentative, then you need to go back to the altar. Your conception is still a question. In other words, you are not a believer. You have not believed Jesus Christ. You haven't. You are not his follower. You have just found a church where you think you can fit. And it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. It would have been better for Ananias and Sapphira not to be in that group. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Hey, sorry, let me let me clear it. Yeah. Yeah. But they would have been safer. But here. You are dealing with the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is, is being offered here to wash people. And it's the one you are despising. It's very dangerous. See? This is our doctrine. See? And as I said, young people, please, please, please keep away from the world. Some of you, you have friends. Some of you girls. You find that you have girl, you have you have you have uh, friends. Male friends. 
And there are people who are not believers. Excuse me, Brother Gideon. Let me, let me say this. I don't know what you do or what Gideon teaches you about, about courtship and marriage and all that. In Kenya, my opinion is that Young people have misused this. On, on the context, because they must marry. Young people must marry. And young, young women must be married. So that process, it is filled with, with filth. Because what the young people have done, they have abused the the way they have been guided by the pastors. Now they do it like the world. A young man has a young woman. It is their, it is their girlfriend. They go out together. They go for dates. And they are not serious. And they go on like that for years. And the only thing they do, they go to hotels, and that have lunch together. They enjoy each other's company. Those sexual feelings come among both, both of them are enjoying it. That is what they call a date. Some people That's what they are going to enjoy. And they, they do that for, for a year, two years. Then they drop each other and get another one. And what has been the result? A lot of girls there have even aborted. Things like that. Horrible things taking place. Now, you want to call that the church, the bride of Jesus Christ have having worn the clothes of the world. Ready for the coming of the Lord. Just because the world is in Sodom condition, it is not automatic that the church is also ready. You look at this condition. When you have young men, who are doing such things. See? They are fornicating with girls of the world. See? Now, what do you expect? See? You come here, you sing, you shout. There will be a lot of things, but the real fire of the Holy Ghost will not be there. Let me tell you, my brethren, you have to be sanctified. You have to repent of all these evil things. 
You have to cleanse your life. See? If you borrowed money and you are unable to pay and Satan is very cunning. You borrow money and then when you expect to return it you find you don't have it. And instead of being courageous enough to go and Face the one that you have, you have, you whose whose past whose debt you have. No gain the area kubanja. You start evading. Ota nikokumueta makona. And there are bad feelings in the church. Newaba when ne udezali nunge mukanisa. And the church is contaminated. E kanisa ne cha fua zibwa. See, coming to the couples, the couples. Tutuke kubafumbo. So many issues. Ensonga nyingi. You know what I'm talking about. See? What I'm trying to say is this. Is that we have, we have a job to do. See? No, this clock is really going fast. See? We have a work to do. We are vessels of the Holy Ghost. Sanctification. Don't be, don't drag your feet in it. Because God wants vessels to work with. Sorry. Now, let's go to paragraph 8 so that you can see what I'm trying to say. It's just as many times as I have taught it, like picking up a glass out of the chicken yard, justification is picking it up, ready to use it. With a purpose in heart. That's what God does to the sinner. He is still filthy. Then he is cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the word sanctify is a common, is a compound word. Which means cleaned and set aside for service. In the Old Testament, the altar sanctified the vessel. And it was set aside for service. You know the reason why? It's because that was a shadow. The vessel. If it was going to be used. It was first of all taken to the altar. It was speaking of you and me. We are sanctified by the altar. Repenting. Now, verse 10, or paragraph 10. We believe that the Holy Spirit is putting the same vessel in service. That the Holy Spirit is not another step of grace. But more of the same grace that fills the believer to the extent. Hey, 
To the extent that signs and wonders, such as the apostolic gifts, spoken of in 1 Corinthians 12, manifest themselves through this believer when the Holy Spirit comes to take up the gift. Like I like he says here, you, you are a farmer. Your cow has delivered. Or cowed, whatever. And you have plenty of milk. And you want to sell the milk. You have an order for the milk. But you don't have a container. When you go to the hotel, I mean, you, you have an order from the hotel. You deliver five liters of milk every day. You don't have a container. But you know, there is a rubbish heap around your area there. When you get there, you find that there are many bottles, no many containers there. Now, you want to deliver the milk. You are not going to take this half liter bottle. Because your order is five liters. Right? But you find a five liter container. It's, it is filthy. But when you pick it up, and it is just the right size, although it is filthy, but when you are going home with it, and somebody asks you for it, would you give him? No, Tojimua. It's yours. Yo. It is precious. Yamuendo. Although it is filthy. But it is precious. Yamuendo. You have a job for it. That is what God did. He needed a job in this last day. He does not have human beings anywhere else. Taina bantu walala wona. He doesn't have human beings in Jupiter. Taina bantu eyo musengende itiba Jupiter. Oba musengende ndala. It is just this rubbish heap of the world. Na ye abantu abaina muntu moyaka satsuyeno. So he comes around. Katia ja. And he says, now, I need somebody to, I, I need somebody whom I will give the I will give the gift of of healing so that he can pray for my children so he comes around he goes to the bar and finds a man there I'm sorry brother I, I, I don't mean you are drinking I don't know you he finds this man he says now this is just the vessel he is still drinking waragi. But he is just right. He has just the right makeup. With his temper. With his weaknesses. But. And his sins. But, but God picks him up. <laughs> 
I'm going to use this one. If you ask, if you tell God, but he is still smelling of waragi. Leave it alone. This is mine. By being picked, he has been justified. He will leave the other drunkards there. They are not like him. He is a special vessel. In God's hands. See? Then God takes him. Takes him home. And then he cleanses him. Cleanses him. Which water is he using? The water that comes from the spoon. This is God's cleansing water. See? Cleanses him. Rubs him. Sometimes he has to be real rough. Some stains are real stubborn. See? But he cleanses him. Cleanses him. Now, let, me, let me tell you. If you see, if you see somebody cleaning a bottle, and he's cleaning it for a long time. See, come two years, he's cleaning Maybe as a child who does not have a strong hand or does not know how to clean, does not know how to clean Like you give your your cups and the plates. Or, you, or your dirty clothes. You give it to somebody who does not know how to wash clothes. When, when he is done, you find that the, the clothes are still dirty. The cups and the plates are still full of dirt. Then you know he doesn't know how to do the job. You think the Holy Ghost is like that? See? God has a plan. God knows how to sanctify. And his word is adequate. See? And he cleanses. Dishes out the word. This is what I was telling you. This, I was, and you Kitale church. I'm, I'm challenging you. Like I, I was challenging you last Sunday. If I dish out water. And you refuse it. Then you cannot blame me. It is you who is refusing to be clean. You cannot blame Gideon here. If he does not dish out the water, then he will answer before God. But if he is doing it, and you are not taking it, then you are the one to blame. See? God cleanses. Why is he... This is what I want. This is what... 
Why is he cleaning? Why are you cleaning that container? If we see you cleaning, you clean, you clean, you clean, then it is clean. It looks clean. And then, and then you just keep it there in the, in the, on the shelf. Just look at it. See? It shows you are not serious. You didn't have any use for it. That is what some of you are trying to tell us. You are trying to tell us that me, I believe Jesus Christ. I got justified. I was brought in the house of God. Then God cleaned me. Now I'm sanctified. And I've been waiting for the Holy Ghost for these five years. The word of God is not a liar. You are the one who is lying. The hotel man is waiting for his milk. So the cleaning, let me tell you, sanctification is an urgent problem. It's an urgent issue. I don't see how God can have a dirty church. Do you think God loves that? So that people can say we are, we are being cleaned Nobody day is perfect. The word is changing us. There is nothing like that. Sanctification is an urgent problem. See? Let me tell you that temper, you, it's urgent that you get rid of it. That's stealing. That dishonesty. That's an urgent problem. See? That stubbornness. Hey, it's an urgent issue. God has a work to be done. The hotel man is waiting. See? This is our doctrine. Remember what I told you. That we are waiting to see what? The Holy Spirit flowing. There's a job God wants done. And you cannot stay just playing about being sanctified. Being sanctified. Being For all these years. How? It's an urgent problem. See? I believe the message in 1976. The following year. Somewhere around around August, September there. I got the Holy Ghost. 
not years and years. Si miaka na miaka. See? That's how it be done. But it is not When I just when somebody rebukes me, I remember her brother would rebuke me. Who was a bit older in the message. I would fast. Being grieved by that sin. Yeah. Get rid of it. Quickly. I remember I told I, I remember him telling telling him telling his mother a lie. And then I told him, you know, actually I just told her that. But I was lying to her. The brother faced me. When I got from there, I felt as if the Skies are falling on me. And that is how I dealt with the sin. Then shortly after, God called me into the ministry. Quickly get sanctified. Quickly get rid of those things. I would expect after this meeting if God has talked to you if you've got a revelation of what I'm talking about don't let the sun go down cleanse your life completely Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because, listen, God cannot tell you about sins that you don't know if you cannot clean the ones that you know. If there is something you know, this is pending. Then if you don't get rid of it, how will God give, tell you about the others that you are not aware of? If in your heart, right now, you can be able to say, I can stand before anybody that I know I can stand on the judgment seat of God with anybody that I know of and they don't condemn me. If you can't do that, if you can't say that, then you are guilty. You are guilty. You are guilty. There's a song you used to sing. If Jesus should come. If Jesus should come. I will answer the call from on high. There is nothing can hold me. No money, no hope. I will live without sin. 
Then the second verse. My garments are spotless. I washed my robes white. And the blood flowing over my soul. My way is so clear. Though in the world is as black as the night. For the saint keeps his eyes on the goal. Sanctification. We believe and teach. You people, you want to know the thunders. You want to know what or what. But you have left this thing. There I told you that I'm going to preach basic things. These are our pillars. These are our pillars. These are the things that we hold dear. Now, paragraph 10. And it says that we believe that the Holy Spirit is putting the same vessel in service. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, some of you, you claim to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost on the basis that at one time in your life, you can count, you can tell, uh, you can tell us of a time when you knelt down, or I don't know what you are doing, and the power of the, the Holy Ghost came on you. And from there, you are just sitting there with a historical experience. You don't do nothing in the church. In the line of gifts. Now, if you are in that state, your experience is contrary to the word. I have a reason for doubting that experience. Read, read what it says here. We believe that the Holy Spirit is putting the same vessel in. Now, God, you, He has started now delivering the milk. That's what the Holy Ghost is. See? But the thing is, let me tell this to you for your comfort. I know some of you received a genuine experience because sure enough, it affects the scripture and your lives change. But then what you did is that you put yourself in a corner. You don't do nothing. You don't, you stopped praying. 
You stopped seeking God. You are not serving God. The Holy Ghost is not like water in a, in a container. The Holy Ghost is a fountain. It's working. It's dynamic. That's why, that's why it's given. If you read this message of why, what was the Holy Ghost given for? The prophet said that it is the Father. How he was going in the Garden of Eden. Adam, Adam, where Adam, are thou? Adam, Adam, you become a co-worker with God. Sanctifying the church. Helping the other believers. See? Now, there's no way that I'm going to, to finish my message properly. But let me mix up things. That's why... I, I, I intended that at the end to show you how the church ought to serve Christ. All those people who are filled with the Holy Ghost and they are filled when they are filled it shows they have gifts. All of you are gifted here. Sure. I will read that for you shortly. When they are filled with the Holy Ghost, they should meet in church. They should meet in church long before the service starts. And they are praying so that the Holy Ghost can move among them. Because their ministry is together. They are not like ministers where each of them have their own ministries. The rest of the church, their ministry has to, to, to work as a body. They cannot, they cannot work in isolation. So they meet before the service so that God can move among them. Exactly. And the people who are filled with the Holy Ghost, they should be on that line now. So that God talks to them. But most of them are just lazy. They stop praying. If you read this message of uh, the the church and its condition, you find that there are people who surely got the Holy Ghost. But as they continued on, they even forget that they heard it. And then what happens? The Holy Spirit flies away. Sure. It flies away like a dove and rests on a tree nearby. When they go to work, that dove follows them. 
and it sits on a building nearby. It waits for you to stop to, to finish work. When you are going back home, it flies with you again. It is around you, but not in you. Because when it looks like at you, you are not prepared, you are not in a way where it can come in your heart. But if you prepare yourself, it is just there waiting. It will come right inside because inside you, that is its home. It was given to you. And it is yours. Huh? But because you talk like an unbeliever, you don't like an unbeliever, the Holy Spirit cannot be with you. But it is not far from you. Just set yourself again. And it will come. Now, and when it is inside, let it work. It is a fountain. It will do great things. I need it. Brother needs it. Sister needs it. We are waiting on you. As a church. The Holy Spirit is not given just to enjoy, but it is putting the vessel in service. Now, let's, let's read verse 10. We believe that the Holy Spirit is putting the same vessel in service that the Holy Spirit is not another step of grace but more of the same grace that fills the believer to the, to the extent that signs and wonders such as the apostolic gifts spoken of in 1 Corinthians 12 manifest Fest themselves through this believer when the Holy Spirit comes in to take up the gift. Now, verse 11. I believe that the scripture teaches that gifts and callings are without repentance. That when we are born in this world, we are sent here by one purpose. That is of God. And that be before we are even become adults, while we are yet children the gifts that we have of God is in us then and only the feeling of the Holy Spirit put these gifts into operation. But we have them in the beginning 
such as teachers, apostles, and prophets, and the gifts of tongues, and the nine spiritual gifts according to 1 Corinthians 12. Now, we believe that these gifts are in operation today. And they should be in every local church. Let me ask you. Let me give you a challenge. Has this been made flesh here? Has this been made flesh here? You are not able to answer me. There is something lacking. If, let me stress. Every one of us. We are born with the gifts. Even when we are children. We have them. But we don't know what they are. Do you know why people are running after gifts? If they see a gift. They run after after Some of them are fake. Somebody comes saying, oh, angels, oh, what? And people follow. This church of the message is very vulnerable. I went to preach in a certain place. I won't say where it was, but was in a certain place. And those people, they in that place, eh? they seemed very spiritual. Until I got, I was the main speaker. But I got scared. I started one, what shall I tell these people? They, they, seem, they seem so spiritual. I seem as if I have nothing. When I was very miserable like that, feeling very scared and very day, then I got a vision. And I believe it was of God. I saw a vision of those people. I don't know whether you, you, anybody has ever seen the pictures of the Holocaust. Sometimes there were just piles of bones. Because the Germans they used to do experiments on them. Hood experiments like this. If you deny a human being food, how long would it, would it take for them to die? And as they die, what is happening in their bodies? So, so they take blood the first day. They take what? Second day like that. Until the person dies. Now, when the Second World War ended, those guys who are doing those experiments, they were all arrested. Uh -huh. They were all arrested and all of them were sentenced to death and they were executed. 
because of the horrible experiments they were doing. Now, I saw a vision of these, these people that I was going to preach to. Looking like those Jews there. And now I became very bold. No, they need the gospel. <laughs> so whatever little that I was thinking is, is, is very small. I preached it boldly. There was a main guy among them. He, a minister. And he was speaking great things. He was telling us stories of how an angel came to him. Last night. And brought him a letter. And told him, sent him to these people to tell them this. And, and all the ministers there, oh, they would listen. Very scared. Now, me, I would listen to his things. And I know the word. I know what God can say and what And I knew he was lying. And at the end of the meetings, I didn't want to disturb the, the meetings, but I confronted him. And we had, we had some, quite some exchanges telling, telling him God cannot talk like that. These ministers, at first they were against me. But they, but after, that, after that meeting, that fellow was exposed. Today, he is a imam in, the, in a mosque. What am I trying to say? People follow gifts. Do you know why they follow gifts? It's because of emptiness inside. Why should you, if I come here telling you of great gifts and why should you follow me? Let me ask you. The only reason you follow me is because you are empty. What you need to do, find God yourself. I'm, I'm, I may be a prophet. Maybe you are a greater prophet. But because you are not, you are lazy. You don't want to get rid of your sins. Get rid of your fears. You don't want to engage God. Until you find your place also. See? So if I say I'm a prophet. You can, yes, I'm, I'm also an apostle. And we hold hands. You say, I tell you, I see vision. And you say, I speak in tongues. Then we hold hands. Both of, them, both, of, both of us are prophets. I'm a great man. You are also a great man. We are all great men. But 
But because people are lazy, they don't want to go through that process. They go to worshipping people. Because of emptiness inside. Find your place. Engage God. Cleanse yourself. Get rid of selfishness. Get rid of the things that easily beset you. Because God has something for you to do. You are in this line. You are in this line. You are born in this world for a purpose. God picked you from the world. You may not be perfect, but God needs you. You are in God's hands. And He wants to clean you so that He can use you. Don't follow people. If I, if I am gifted and if I am doing something for God that is me that is not yours find your place also and do something for God Chilaba. I don't know how I can emphasize do you know when a man comes Hey, you know, there was something that was going on in my mind the other day. I was meditating. I was actually praying. And the presence of God was very near. It's like I was talking to him just there. And then, I happened to think, if now, God asked me, what would you want me to give you? And I'll give you. And I, I was imagining, what would I say? If I say, God, I want a great gift. I want you to give me a great gift of faith so that I can, if I pray for people, they get healed. Or miracles or something. But what would, what would that achieve? If I come now as Kehua, and I tell you that God has given me a great gift of faith, and all you that have problems, you that are jobless, you that have no children, you have that have this or that, I lay hands on you, and you get those things. What would it achieve? It's a nice thing, but what would it achieve? At this hour, I was. Those were my meditations. At this hour, we don't need anything like that. Because suppose it happened. What would it achieve? I would pray for you. You would rejoice. And I go back to Kenya. And you would be talking about a great servant. I wish he could come back here. How would that help you? I don't have a message. 
Because God raises gifts like that when he has a message. But we don't need another message. So why do we need such a gift? Then I happen to think if God would ask me what I would want, I said I would pray this. That God gives me grace before his children so that I can teach them so that they themselves can have those gifts. They themselves can be strong men. See? They can come of age. Because this is the bright age. This is the time the, br the bright should get into her possession. Each fellow. Why should you be impressed on by me? That's my gift. But what about you? If God could give me grace so that I can help you so that you also get into your position then we are all great people God. That's what we need Amen. Because that spirit of worshipping great men and great that is the Nicolaitan spirit. All the glory, all the power is on the great man here. But the rest of the church has nothing. We have had too much of that. Now it is time for you. See? You rise up. Take your gift. Take your position. See? That's right. That's the age we are living now. See? The church has to get into its position. Everyone of you. Because as I said, God took you from the world for a purpose. And the purpose is in the line of 1 Corinthians 12. See? Now, when you don't do that, you'll be empty inside. And you'll just be worshipping great men. Great men. A great man comes here. He, he makes claims. He makes claims. Say, oh, what, what a great servant. You hear of another one. Great servant. You follow him. What about you? Now this is the bright age. It is, it is time for the laity. Every child of God to take his position. That's what we are trying to do. That is what this church stands for. Amen. See? 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. See? Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's wonderful. Now, Kati, I want to read you a quotation here. Because the church has to know itself. You have to know yourself. You have to test Christ for yourself. Otherwise, you don't know it. Now, uh, 59, 12, 17. <coughs> Right. It's paragraph 76. Says, Because no man can say he is the son of God. You are, you are saying what somebody else said. The Bible said he is the son of God. I believe the Bible. Alright. The Bible says he's the son of God. I believe the Bible. The pastor says he's the son of God. I believe the pastor. Mama says he's the son of God. I believe mama. My friend says he's the son of God. I believe my friend. But the only way that I can say he's the son of God is when the Holy Ghost comes in. And the bears record of himself. Then I know he is the son of God. No man can call Jesus Christ only by the Holy Ghost. I'm warning you from the danger of saying the truth. But it is the truth as said as spoken by other people. It may be the truth. But yourself you have no revelation about it. You are just saying what other people are saying. Okay. Now an as an illustration. He gives an example here. 610112. Uh, paragraph 118. He says, Now, if I receive the Holy Ghost right now, see, I believe there is one brother here seeking the Holy Ghost, which is Brother Wood. Is that right, Brother Wood? I don't mean to call you out, but but we are just brethren here and we are wanting to say this. And he is seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, if Brother Banks received the Holy Ghost there, the, the correct way, if he received it according to the Bible, he would raise up there and speak it. He would speak it in English and say, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has raised. He was speaking it with fiery prophecy that tells it. He, I know he is because he has just come into my heart. 
He is the son of God. My sins are gone. There is something happened to me. That's the only way you can say. He is the son of God. Not because Gideon says so. Although I believe Gideon is a man of God. Not because the Bible says so. Although I know the Bible is the, is the, is the word of God. But I know he is. Because he has just come into my heart. You have a personal experience of it. Now, scripture. John 3, 3 to 5. It's a scripture you all know. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see. Now watch that word. He cannot see. Which the prophet said means understanding. Is that right? Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, he cannot enter. The first, verily, verily, he said, see. The second, verily, verily, he said, enter. Both are the same. You, you understand by entering. When you are born again of the Spirit, you enter the kingdom of God and then you understand. Without entering, you cannot see it. That's right. You will not understand what we are doing in church. Now, let, let me emphasize on this point a little bit before we close. Uh, that the Holy Ghost is being put in service. We have a mistaken belief that you can be filled and you are just there filled. The only thing you have is a testimony. That's not our doctrine. Being filled is being put in service. And it is not being put in service because I know some of you say, oh, but me, is a sister, me, sister, my, my job is serving the minister's food. Me, 
I cook food mere, and carry to the children of God so that they can eat. Have you, do you need the Holy Ghost for that? We are talking about 1 Corinthians 12. Now, we, sisters, we appreciate those of you who serve us. But sister, very, very much. Very, very much. There's a sister who gave us wonderful juice today. I hope you, you bring also tomorrow. <laughs> but you don't need the Holy Ghost for that. That's not what we are talking about. See? You don't need the Holy Ghost to be a good farmer. I have heard people saying, oh, me, I know my place in the body of Christ. And it is things like serving, things like giving people things, children of God, that's all wonderful. And it is of the Holy Ghost. Okay, it is of the Holy Ghost. And it is wonderful. But that's not what we are talking about. Now, Kati. the reason why I chose this church order of 1958 it is because that is where this thing is consolidated. Right? Otherwise, read that one of 1963. You will find the same thing. Okay? Mm. The Holy Spirit is putting the vessel in service. In other words, when we have the Holy Ghost, people who have the Holy Ghost, we have something that God can work on. Because now, he has vessels. See, like I was saying somewhere else, you need to deliver milk. In the home. So you need that five liter container. In the same home, you need to carry medicine. You don't need the five liter container for medicine. You need that, you need that small bottle. To put, to put medicine in. You need different vessels for different things. Because, because this is the house of God. So some of us are big containers for meals. Others are small medicine bottles. Others are spoons. Others are plates. Different things. So we have gifts differing. And it is the master who needs all of us. And here we are. Now what I'm trying to say. Mr. 5 liter container. 
Get rid of the things inside you. Let the word cleanse you. Don't resist the water. Sister medicine bottle. Sister Don't resist the water. Quickly get rid of the rat feces that are inside you. Because the waters of the world have gone forth. Now it's you to make a decision. And let the master use us. 571002. See paragraph 362. It was a question where the Holy Spirit, where the prophet was asked. Eh? By one spirit, we are all baptized into the body of Christ. And then he says, Now you all remember that that was the, there was the question I was on. Now, that's found, of course, in 1 Corinthians 12. Now, if you look at that statement, maybe let me wait for it to come so that you can see it. <coughs> now, let's see it. By one spirit, we are all baptized into the body of Christ. Then, the prophet says, you all remember that that was the question I was on. Now, that's found in 1 Corinthians 12. So, baptism into the body of Christ is equal to 1 Corinthians 12. See? At the time we, uh, we receive the new birth, this takes place. Is this the baptism of the Holy Spirit or is, there, or is there a later baptism or is it a feeling? Uh, in other words, are we baptized into the body of Christ at the new birth? Listen to the answer. Now, there is quite a question. And we could spend the rest of our time right now. And then he goes on. Just go down. Just go down. Uh, all right, now go up a little bit. Says now, he says, Agamba. Eh? But just trying to make it just as briefly as plain as I know. He says, no. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will then have a new birth. When you, be, when you believe on the Lord, you receive a new thought, a new life. But it isn't the baptism of the Holy Ghost. As I said, it's like conception. When a baby is conceived, that baby has life. Is that right? Yeah, it's kicking. Sucking the thumb. When women are having their heavy, 
Sometimes nurses tell them to even talk to their babies. Because Because they hear. (laughs) They have life. So that when you are bought, you are actually killing a baby. The the prophet said, it's just the same as taking a pistol and shooting somebody. He says, You've got the new birth when you believe. You have got eternal life. It's a gift of God that's given to you through the sovereign grace. By accepting the gift God is giving you. He that believeth on me, um, uh, him that sent me has everlasting life. That's the new birth. You are converted, it means you are turned around. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit puts you into the body of Christ, subject to the gifts for service, it doesn't make you any more of a Christian. It puts you into the body of gifts. By one spirit. First Corinthians 12. We are baptized in one body. There are different gifts in this body. Nine, nine spiritual gifts. And you have been you have to be baptized into the body to possess one of these gifts. They come with the body. Bija na so, Kati, there are those three stages. What do we Justification. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you are baptized, then God has something to work on. See? So, when we when we say that we have we have uh, we have the Holy Ghost. And you see people just sitting. They are not serving God. They are not delivering the milk. Huh? They are not fetching the medicine. They are not doing they are not being used. Then there is something wrong somewhere. Now we could say a lot there, but now. Ati uh, 63 0724 I can see darkness is creeping in but I'm not far from finishing Is the message of God doesn't call a man to judgment without first If you went to work for a man and he give you a job on a ranch or something another and you just went out to the barn and just sat down there and say, well, see, 
You must go ask him what he wants you to do. And then do it. If you are working for a man, find out what your duties is. And then, if our life on the earth here, we should go to the one who put us here. Lord, what would you have me do? What must I do? Why am I here? Now, if we can go back to, to, to um, church, to the church order, with paragraph 11, there is a statement that I want, I want there. The last sentence, which we didn't read. Which we didn't read. No. No. It says a statement that I want to emphasize here. Let's, let's just go on. And before we are children, yes, all those things we read there. And it says, now, we believe that these gifts are in operation today and they should be in every local church. If there is a local church and it is purporting to believe the message, this is our major doctrine. This is a major doctrine of ours. We are not overemphasizing it. It's only that the message, a lot of message churches, they, have, they, are, they are not teaching it. They have neglected it. Listen. As a minister of the gospel, there is something that is called rightly dividing the word of truth. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees because he told them, you Pharisees and scribes, hypocrites, you concentrate on the tithes of, tithes of spices. Kumin, kumin, those things that Anise, those things that Jesus was talking about, they are spices, they are like salt. You emphasize on, on tithe so much until, until when you are trading and you are buying salt, you must, you teach people. You spend hours teaching people. They must pay tithes of those small things. And he was telling them, you have neglected the weightier matters. And Jesus mentioned three things. His, his, he said, you, should, you have neglected mercy. That is how people should have mercy on one another. Forgive one another. Making their lives right. He talked about faith and judgment. How people should evade the judgment. How people should have faith. Jesus said, these are the weightier matters. Yes, we are going to be able to do it. 
and people have come this you spend hours talking about hair how dresses should sweep the floor See? Anyway, I don't want to go into to those things. But I'm just talking about the <laughs> things that people emphasize on. See? And there are things that are not important. And they neglect this weightier matter. If the church achieves this, then it can go to hair. But you don't neglect this. And you say hair is the, is the major thing. That's the hypocrisy. People are unsafe before God. They are stealing. Baba. They are fighting. Baruanagana. Grieved the Holy Spirit. Now, even if they have nice hair, the way you want to have, how will that help them? They will go to hell with their hair. Let them fix that first. Then you teach them about hair. I'm sorry if I sound rude, but See? now, brethren, I have to close. And I don't think I'll come back to this. But let's just mention this a few things here. I'll be done in a few minutes. When you go on. The consequent verses which I really wanted to deal with. But I don't have the time. Uh, the prophet talked about, he talked about gifts. That everybody was born with one. Right? We don't have time to teach about them. But he spoke about the role of fanaticism. And how it should be dealt with. Right? We have the word. Why do, we, why do people fear fanaticism? We have the word. That is a side effect. Many people many Preachers, they do what is called throwing out the baby with the bath water. They are so scared of fanaticism they are so scared of the fanaticism until fanaticism is the bath water. And until they throw out the baby as well. The, the gifts are the baby. But what are they? It is people taking their positions. This is why they are saved. 
That is why they were removed from the world. Don't have denominational thoughts. In the denominations, people stop drinking, they stop adultery and all that. They come into the church and they are faithful, they are faithful members until they die. And, and they are buried by the church in honor. But in the body of Christ, they come and become members Christ. First Corinthians 12. And the Holy Spirit is vibrating in them. And they serve God. See? So, the role of fanaticism and then he talks about the order of a service in, on a service day how an ordinary service should look like oh, I really wanted to spend time on this but I don't have the time but he talked about how people should come the gifted people should come early. And what happens? When they come early, what we expect is that the Holy Spirit will talk to them. And through them. And we warn the church of all the things that should happen that day. See? Brother so and so, Uganda Gundi, he has done ABC. And that's why he is in trouble. Let the pastor tell him about it. And let him repent. And then his life will be okay. That's how an ordinary service should look like. Service then people judge it. Their brothers, they are judging that. Was that of God? If they don't know, no problem. Let them take it to the pastor. When the brother comes, the pastor calls him in the office. Did you do ABC? People will know that God is among them. There shall come a person in the church. They will be noisy. They will, look, they will be disturbing. Tell brother so and so to go about that person gently. Because I have sent him so that he can be prayed for. Let sister so and so pray for him. And he will be healed. And watch it happen exactly that way. People will know that God is among us. See? That's the kind of church that God wants that's the kind of church that went into the ground. 
That's the kind of church that will welcome back Jesus Christ. And that's the kind of church that we must strive to have. See? Oh, blessed be the name of God. Are we ready to serve God? See? Don't we want don't we want to fulfill the reason why we came from the world? It is in that line. Don't look to some great person. This is the time for the bride. This is the time for the church. Each fellow takes their place. Let's get rid of anything that will come in the way. Let's not have anything in our lives. That will stop the Holy Spirit flowing among his Christ. Shall we stand up? Let's just sing this song. Are you baptized into the body? I think it is 120 if I'm not wrong. Baptized into the body, baptized with the Holy Ghost. There is but one winter in it, just as they did on Pentecost. Are you in the Holy Spirit Though by the world we are all despised Oh, are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be
There is still a chance. Today, you can correct all mistakes. You can get rid of all your sins. Today, you don't have to wait until tomorrow. And the Holy Ghost can come on you right now. Those who have grieved the Holy Spirit and is following them at home, at work, you can get him right in your heart right now. Because that was the reason for him saving us. It's so that he can abide in us. God does not have another church. It is this last day church. This is the message of the hour. And he has called us so that he can, this word can wash us. Take us back to Pentecost to welcome back Jesus Christ from the skies. And this is the hour. Let's not rest. Let's not, let's not hesitate. Let's not delay. But let's get writing. Blessed be the name of the Lord.